Hey everybody, welcome to Revitalize Meets, where I get the opportunity to meet with business owners, key influencers, and business entrepreneurs from across the globe. And today I've got the great pleasure to be with a lady who's got over 28 years experience in business and eight years for running her own business. Being the pitch and presentation specialist and the founder and owner of The Red Effect, can you please welcome with me today, the one yes but, the only. Mel Sherwood. Mel, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank for thank you for inviting me here. It's great to be here. You're more than welcome. It's a pleasure to welcome you to Revitalize Me. To spoke about it a lot over the years, and it's great to get the chance to actually invite you to come along and have a, a great conversation with me this morning. So thanks very much for that. So Mel, can we first of all start by you telling everybody who's watching and, and listening to us today a little bit about your business journey and where you are at present, where you've where you've been to get you to where you are right now. Sure. Okay. So the, the short story, I, I actually studied performing arts. And so I worked as an actor and singer. And then I also alongside that worked in business uh, because as an actor, you don't always make uh, your full living from that. So I had some really great opportunities in different kind of communication type roles, marketing and that sort of thing. When I was, uh, I moved to Scotland about 16 years ago and as uh, about, maybe 10, 12 years ago, I fell into a job in learning and development, which I really loved and uh, did that for a while. And then I, I felt like it was time to move on and I'd always wanted my own business. So I came up with the idea for an online platform for the performing arts industry. And I wanted an online business and I thought this was a, the perfect thing. So I pitched it to a startup accelerator and they said to me, look, we're not really sure about the idea, but we like you come on the program and prove to us that it's feasible. So on the Friday, I left my job in learning and development, that, that lovely, safe, secure uh, job. And on the Monday, I started in the business accelerator. And then I started researching whether it was a good idea or not. <laughs> and what I found was that uh, everybody loved the idea. They thought it was a great idea. It just had one major, major flaw in it. And that was that no one was prepared to pay for it. So I suddenly went, oh, this whole whole business idea that I had uh, was a bit rubbish in the end. But there was one saving grace, and that was that I was really good at pitching the idea. So lots of people kept asking me, could I help them with their elevator pitch? And I found that I had a bit of a superpower in terms of being able to simplify complex businesses and that sort of thing. And it really grew from there. I had an opportunity to pitch at an event in Glasgow in front of 600 people. And I, from that, I had, I got my, um, one of my first clients who saw me pitch and got in touch and said, I need some help. And I'd also, I was sitting at a table with some people from Scottish enterprise who asked me to, um, they had a tender out and they, uh, they said, look, we think you should be in the, in the mix of this. And then I won that, uh, tender. So I started working with Scottish enterprise and delivering some training around Scottish edge funding. So it's really just grown. And over the last eight years, it's 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 just grown and grown and grown. And I, as, um, I work with individuals as well as uh, organizations. I, I work with universities, lots of stuff around startup businesses and that sort of thing, but also helping people. A lot of my individual clients who come to me actually are people who have got to a certain point in their career and realize that their, their lack of confidence in terms of presenting in front of people is holding them back. They're missing out on opportunities and missing out on promotions and that sort of thing. So I have a real mix of clients. And as I said, I do uh, coaching on a one-to-one -one basis. I work in organizations and I, I do speaking at events and uh, share my messages that way. <laughs> Brilliant. And I think it's important when you talk about confidence, 
in delivering your pitch. People forget about that so much. And it's about sort of infusing that. We talk about the impact that you make. It's that first impression that people normally get when they're, they're chatting to people either online or in face-to-face. Hopefully that will come back at some point, somewhere around the corner. Um, but thanks for sharing that. Now we talk about achievements and we talk about challenges that you've overcame and understand the reasons why they were put in place and how you really got past those. But I noticed there's a great achievement you got as a business book of the year finalist, and that was for the authority guide to pitch in your business. So congratulations on that. So how did that come about? And what's, what's been your biggest achievement? How did that come about in general? Well, I, I, I had, I, I joined the professional speaking association quite early on in my business journey. And the advice was always, you need to have a book, you know, a book gives you credibility to, you know, in terms of your expertise and sharing your expertise. And I had an opportunity to write uh, um, the authority guide to pitching your business. This is the book. It's just a wee book. Um, and it's part of a series. The authority guide series is a, uh, a series of books to help small business owners, people who don't have a lot of time to read, but you can, you can grab all that you need in a short sort of, you know, 18,000 word book. And there's various different topics around, I don't know, engaging your team or, um, uh, mindfulness. Like there's a real mix of things. So when I had the opportunity to write this, uh, I thought, oh my goodness, that's great. I'll take, take that on. And, uh, the, the, the tagline, uh, the strap line is how to make an impact and be remembered in under a minute and it really is focusing on sort of two i talk about two types of pitches so the first one is your conversational pitch which is the really short answer to the question what do you do so that bit where you 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 say that and it makes sense to people and they say oh that's interesting tell me more or that's interesting oh i know someone who needs you that kind of thing and then the other sort of longer elevator pitch of 30 to 60 seconds or whatever so I wrote the book and I that was fab and it, I felt like that was a pretty cool achievement. And then it actually had an opportunity to be entered into the awards. Uh, my publisher got in touch and said, look, we want to enter yours. And there was two others from the this series and there's about 20 in the series, I think. So even just being you know, selected from one of the, the books from, you know, in the publisher's eyes that it was you know worthy of being entered into these awards. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then uh, yeah, and it actually became a finalist in the selling your dream category. And so, but it was up against some incredible books. So I'm, you know, never really thought that it would win, but to be a finalist was just, um, just a really lovely, uh, I don't know. It just confirmed that it, it was a useful book for people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was really pleased and I had the opportunity to, you know, go down to London to the awards and, um, you know, meet lots of folk there and yeah, it was great. Really, really pleased. I think many people that, that people say they've got a book in them somewhere, yeah. shape or form for what they do. And yeah. I think it's a great achievement to get that, the thing of the idea, then put it into paper and then actually deliver. And I can see it on the, the back parcel shelf there as well for. Oh yes. <laughs> I forgot that was there, yeah. Perfect advertisement as well. So if you're watching, have a look at the book as well and check it out. Thanks so much for sharing that. Now it's been a bit of a challenge over the last 12 months. We've had many things going on. How have you adapted for people watching and listening again is, how have you adapted your business? How have you adapted your route to destination and what you're trying to achieve with your business right now, Mel? Sure. So what happened for me, because most of my, well, all of my work at the time was face-to-face. -face. I was in organizations delivering training. I was working one-to-one -one with people. So gradually uh, over a period of a very short time, like a week or so, everything, every single piece of work was canceled or postponed. And I know that a lot of people at that time were getting very stressed about 
about that and there was a lot of um noise online and people are pivoting and getting their stuff online and 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 telling me you know you should get your stuff online you should offer free webinars for your clients you should do this you should do that and there was so much noise and i i was close to burnout at a time and the universe had been nudging me for quite a while to take a break and it suddenly dawned on me that this was my perfect opportunity to take a moment, to take a breath and think and rethink things and just, you know, review where I was at and uh, have, a, have a bit of a break. Because uh, I thought, you know, if any, any time um, in my, you know, that, I, that was a good time to take a break, that would be it. My clients were too busy focusing on managing their own businesses to worry about training and pitch and presentation skills. So that's what I did. I, I took a took a step back. I, I paused and gave myself some time. Now, as a business owner, it's pretty impossible to switch off for me anyway, uh, it, totally. So it was always in the back of my mind, but I just wasn't out there. I wasn't promoting myself. I was, you know, just walking, doing my daily one hour walk and getting some fresh air and, and uh, a lot of personal development work. I did lots and lots of uh, meditations and visualizations and lots of uh, deep inner work really. And found, you know, just kind of was reassessing where I was at. Now, the other thing that happened is that I had come up with, um, towards the end of 2018, I came up with an idea uh, for a new program called The Red Effect, which is about helping women to be more red. And by red, I mean, be more of themselves and develop the confidence to boldly and unapologetically express themselves. So that had been in the back of my mind and I'd run a short challenge in 2019 uh, around the program and got some great feedback and I'd really wanted to develop it, but I just couldn't. And I didn't realize until I took that break in, uh, last, in the last year that it was because I just didn't have the bandwidth. I didn't have the energy to uh, create it in the way that I wanted to. I just thought, oh gosh, it's just another thing to add to the business. So the the magic of taking that time off is that I became much more creative. I ended up like, you know, I wrote a, a poem, which I've just actually put to uh, some video um, with, and it kind of outlines everything that, that um, the red effect is about really and and the idea that we you know we're we're feeling a bit challenged in the world at the moment but there's so much hope and there's so much that we can do and we just need to tap into being more of ourselves um so yeah so that's kind of what happened in in the break i sort of got more inspired about that and so i've now run that it's a five-week program online program which i've run twice and it's about to start again in april and so that happened and then work started to come back in again and, and it's all online now and I, I quite like working online people think that there's a difference but actually I, I think it's certainly there's a difference but it's not it's not a worse experience I don't think you know and and a lot of a lot of clients have changed you know instead of doing a full day's training it might be broken up into eight two hour sessions over a period of time which also has its benefits but on the flip side of that I've got some clients who are quite happy to still have me deliver a day's training and the feedback has been phenomenal and and people are surprised that they stay engaged and learning right through the whole day and it's just it's about understanding the medium that you're working in and just adapting slightly but i think 
if you're delivering training and you're, you know, it's all about making sure that there are regular changes and breaks. My training is very interactive. I don't just talk at people. <laughs> so actually, you know, the more you can engage people online, uh, the more effective it, it is. And so, yeah, so it's changed, changed in a big way and small ways. Yeah. And I think um, congratulations on doing that. I think what you've done is like, look at the consistency in delivering your message, but also redesigned your message in a way to present it online and i think there's so many people out there right now that are starting to jump onto the online platform how it works but if you jumped on it a bit earlier and just adapted yourself to it online working is in my sense is is more pro productive you've got more time scale you've got yeah. more chance to have an open global reach. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people have mentioned now. Yeah. Global audience now you can actually speak to. You yeah. know, you jump yeah. on a plane and fly to Canada or America or somewhere, you can just jump online and boom, you're there Absolutely. on Zoom and you're speaking to somebody. So yeah. Yeah. really well done. I'm really excited about it because when I left my job originally, it was to set up an online business. And the reason I wanted an online business is because of that freedom and flexibility of time and location. So I want to be able to work from Australia when I want to or anywhere else in the world. And online enables me to do that. And so I'm absolutely delighted that the world has really caught up with that idea and really embraced it. And more and more of us, I think, are recognizing the value of it and the value of the balance that we can then create in our uh, personal lives without all of the commute and that sort of thing. Yeah, correct. I think it's, you, again, you've touched on another point there as well as people are traveling between meetings a lot more now. You know, you could travel maybe an hour and a half to get to a meeting and then an hour and a half back to your office and have that 30 to 45 minute meeting. And majority of the time during the day, you're traveling. Now, you haven't really got that big issue. We'll still hopefully go back to that at some point. But I think it, it does make it right. I've got three meetings scheduled today. I've got more chance to research, plan them and put them into action a lot better. So, yeah, 100%, Mel, 100%. Looking at what you do with the pitching, the presentations, the specialist area that you're involved in, because delivering a pitch is very specialized because it has to be done the right way. People think they just do an elevator pitch or deliver it within a minute. What would be your top golden top three tips to somebody out there who wants to deliver and make an impact with their networking pitch or their pitch for business? What would you share with everybody? Well, I have a formula, a pitch-tastic formula. <laughs> so, and there are three elements to that. The first one is preparation. Obviously you need to prepare what you want to say, but quite often people only, they do that. They prepare what they want to say, but they forget about the other areas to prepare. So things like, how are you preparing your body? How are you preparing your voice to be, you know, it's most impactful? How are you preparing your mind to make sure that you're in the right place? How are you preparing your heart? You know, so I'm, because of my background as a performer, I'm really interested in how we use our bodies, our voices, our minds and our hearts to really connect with and engage with people on, a, on an emotional level. So it's that whole preparation, as well as preparing the environment, the space, you know, where are you going to be delivering that? Uh, and I think when people get nervous about it and whether it's you, you just you chat in a, in, a, in a networking event or you have to stand up and deliver that that one minute pitch. And oh, my goodness, the amount of people that come to me because that's the bit that they fear. They're fine just chatting on it with a few people. And as soon as they stand up and they can feel everyone's eyes on them, that's when the nerves really kick in. So that's why people come to me. But 
I always, you know, with any presentational pitch, I always like to find out what environment I'm going to be in. And I, I visualize myself in there. I visualize my own success. I visualize myself delivering it confidently. So this is all part of the, the preparation part of it. It's not only what you say. Um, then the next part is practice because you can't get better at anything without practicing it. So what you, you don't want to do is get into a you know high stakes situation. You, you're meeting this really important person who can have a big influence on your, on your business and then trip over your words. So actually practicing it so that it feels smooth and, and rolls off your tongue. And here's a tip too. If you, if you're writing a pitch out that you want to memorize, um, I would discourage the, the memorizing part of it because otherwise we do, we get stuck sometimes. But actually um, writing it out can be really helpful, but we don't write the same way as we speak and we don't read the same way as we speak. So what happens, you, you see these beautifully crafted pitches that, that you read really well, but they're not natural, they're not conversational. So it's about, I, I tend to go through, if anyone gives me a pitch to look at, I, I go through and I cut out all the ands and I and I I write it again so that it doesn't look grammatically correct, but it's more in the style of the way we would speak. Um, so the practicing thing, you know, it's got to run, goes, come smoothly off your off your tongue because you want to come across as confident in what you're saying. You want to come across as credible, uh, and so and and clear. So the practicing part is quite key. And then thirdly is passion. The amount of people I see and they talk about what they do and they might even talk about how passionate they are about what they do, but there's no passionate com passion coming through, right? <laughs> I don't know why I turn really Australian when I start to um, <laughs> make myself less passionate. The body language is going down as well, the whole yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> so what happens is, I mean, you know, we're all drawn to people who are enthusiastic about what they do. We can't expect other people to be interested and enthusiastic about what we do if we are not. So I think love what you do and really connect with that part of you. And if if you're not feeling it that day, you've got to find it. It's your your job to to find it. And we've all got it in us. We can all make a choice. We make choices every moment of every day. We make choices about how we show up, how we respond to things, how we react to things, how we approach things. So it's about how do you tap into that? And this is where the preparation part come going back to the preparation. You know, how do I get my myself in that state that I'm coming across as my best when I'm in front of the people that count? So preparation plus practice plus passion equals pitch tastic. There's my three tips. Love it. Remember that in that order completely from Mel as well. Um, and I, th I think as well, when, when you're delivering that, it makes that lasting impression as well, Mel. Do you know what I mean? It's people forget about that first impression. People make the first impressions even before you meet them. Mm. And then when you meet them, are they going to have a lasting impression of yourself when you've delivered that sort of enthusiastic sort of delivery as well? So thank you for sharing that. Some great golden three tips for everybody to, to put into action. Looking forward to seeing many people put that into action over the next few weeks as well. So thank you. We talked briefly before the golden tips about, you know, you did a bit of self-reflection, you know, in your business over the last sort of 12 months. Over this time, what's been your biggest learnings to date? Is it been from a connection that you've met or has it been with a group that you've been part of? Or has it just been from your own self-reflection of something that you've read or done some sort of training on in business? What's been your biggest learnings over the last the last few months? Yeah, I think for me, there's been a lot of a lot of shifts personally. So, and that is from taking a, a taking the moment to step back and reflect. 
because I'm I'm all about learning. I love learning and I love getting amongst people and learning and, and sharing and that sort of thing. But what I realized is that sometimes we can take on advice or, or, you know, get influenced by other people and we can lose our own self. So I got so, uh, and this is how the Red Effect came about several years ago, because I found myself in this place where I would just spent so much time doing what I thought I should do and being who I thought I should be in business and life generally, that I completely lost track of who I was. So taking the time out and just really reconnecting with who I am, being more red, my whole whole kind of thing about what what, what I'm, I'm now teaching is what I did. And I stepped back and I, I totally focused on, you know, what is really important to me? Who am I? How do I want to show up in the world? Um, and I, I uncovered a few things that were maybe blocking me or sabotaging my success in different ways. And I really encourage people to do that, you know, take time out. Now, I, I put my hands up, you know, I'm not, I'm, I struggle to make that the, you know, regular in my routine, but I know how crucial it is. So uh, every time I sort of find myself drifting off again and getting stuck into work mode or, or totally distracted by other things, I have to come back. It's like coming home, come back to me and to really reconnect with that that gut because I felt like I I just disconnected from my intuition and part of that is just you know part of being you know a people pleaser I suppose wanting to you know feel like I was not you know getting getting things perfect or doing the right things and but actually I think the more we lean into who we are there's this the word of authenticity is thrown around a lot lately but actually it's true we really do need to be our true selves and so this the red effect program that i've developed really helps women to get back to who they are um, and just take the moment to think well actually what what is my life what's working in my life what's not working in my life who do i want to be how do i want to show up what uh, what's important and then carving out time in the day in the week in the month to make sure that you honor that uh, so because we can't give our best to other people if we're not giving our best to ourselves point i think it's a very good point really shared there i think many people forget about taking a step out and you know we've all been there we don't have Mm -hmm. the switch off time you go on an automatic pilot and before you know it six months has flown by and you go right what's actually happened in the last six months but it takes stock if it's a weekly or daily basis to to refer back where you are and make sure you are being your authentic self and genuine with everybody that that you're meeting, I think is extremely important. Thank you for sharing that, Mel. Thanks very much for that. And we're always learning on a daily basis. I learned many new things this morning, even just having a chat with your good self as well. So now if everybody's been watching and listening to us today, how can they make contact with Mel Sherwood to find out more about the Red Effect and also all the hints and tips that you're providing with many connections in regards of delivering their impact message? How can they make contact with you? Best way is through melsherwood.com and you'll find blogs and various resources on, on there. And I'm pretty much on in most social media channels as Mel Sherwood. So you'll find me on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, feel free to reach out and connect. I love hearing from people. So uh, yeah, please get in touch if there's anything I can help with. And what's, and just to, to wrap everything up today as well, what's the next door of opportunity? What's next? For Mel Sherwood, what's coming up next, Mel? Well, watch this space. I am so excited about the Red Effect brand and the whole hashtag movement of Be More Red. So I'm on a mission to help a million women to be more red. So to really reconnect with themselves, 
build their confidence and express themselves uh, boldly and unapologetically because I think I think women will change the world and we need to give them the tools and the confidence to do that and that's where I see my purpose where I I fit into the uh, the whole uh, part of that and so I've I've got lots and lots of exciting things ahead with regard to the red effect so watch this space brilliant well I would recommend everybody who's watching you ladies out there reach out to Mel make the connection start the conversation and get involved with the red effect well and truly so thank you very much and uh, as I said organize that one-to-one -one meeting it's important to find out more about the people that you know and delve into the chapters about the individual, finding out about their background, their experience, and what makes them them, and how they can help one another. Mel, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being part of our guest lineup on Revitalize Meets. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Everybody who's been watching and listening, have a wonderful rest of the week. Have a fantastic time in regards to meeting people and making those connections. Remember, as always, keep healthy, stay safe, and most importantly, keep connecting. We'll see you again very soon at Revitalize Meets, where I get the opportunity to meet key influencers and business entrepreneurs from across the global business network. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye for now.